Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cult Faves, a podcast about cults. I'm Sharon Martinetti. And I'm going to Bond. And <laughs> I can just hear the boogers on my nose right now, sorry. <laughs> I I was like a little, I had a little emotional breakdown before we started recording today, so. And then I told her about my emotional breakdown last night when my burrito delivery turned we're out. Very, <laughs> we're very heightened this week between burritos and, and, and rescue dogs. And it's, deadlines. It's, it's, it's a week. It's such <laughs> That's a week. for sure. Um, but really quickly before, I mean, not really quickly, but I just saw that uh, apparently Allison Mack is in the news again because of uh, Nixium. Oh, I missed this. What's the news? Um, well, apparently this time she is asking for lenient bail conditions while awaiting her trial in the, her sex trafficking case. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Did you read that epic, uh, the New York Times piece no, about the Brahman? You have to read it. it was I have to. Filled it's with so hard for me to like. Oh, yeah. I mean, like that included this tidbit that. Boy, I mean, it was filled with with lots of crazy things, but one of them that I just can't get over was, you know, that the father of the Bronfman sisters, the Seagram, um, the the Seagram, like the head of patriarch, yeah, like whatever, um, had called had said that Keith Rainier was a cult leader early on, and it had been in Time Magazine, and apparently uh-huh. he really punished both of the sisters for that, like blamed <sighs> them. And so when the guy was on, like, basically his deathbed, very sick, uh, she goes there with a camera crew and berates him on camera, trying to get him to take it back. Shut the fuck up. I'm not kidding. Also, that is (laughs) awful. I know. Also, awful (laughs) human being does that. I mean, talk about in too deep. And then uh, also, she bought an island that they could use for retreats. Stop. I mean, problems of being rich. Let me tell you. No kidding. Like, I wish I had rich people problems. Me too. Like, don't build a submarine. Like, give people health care. Don't fund Keith Rainier. Don't get me give started people, on that one. Give people health care. <laughs> don't get me started on that one. The cult um, of Elon Musk and oh its disintegration. God. You know, actually, do you know what's funny is there is a connection, however uh, however slight, between Elon between, Musk and, and Nexium. Because, remember, he retweeted something from that Knife of Aristotle site that they run, their fake Wait, news site. Yes, and people were like, you realize that is a cult that you're pointing Shut. out as, as balanced media coverage. Um, yeah, this was months ago, but uh, I yeah. I feel like, I feel like, um, and I literally just thought this right now, but like, you remember how back in the day, like those super, super rich, innovative men like um, Howard Hughes, like uh. they would just, their eccentricities as they would yeah. continue to get greater, they yeah. would become recluse. Yeah. And I feel like now because of social media, like you don't have the eccentric, innovative billionaire that is a recluse. He <laughs> might be a recluse, but he's got a fucking Twitter account. So you can so it's like you can see just it's like you're you're going through the levels of psychosis with him. Yeah. And I feel like and that's not excusing, like I don't oh, no, buy into no. the whole male yeah. genius excuse their shit behavior thing because I don't uh, whatsoever. Like over it. Over yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm just saying like we're witnessing it, which I think is yeah. so interesting because, you know, 
in previous generations, you would just never hear about it or hear sporadic little stories and rumblings. And then it wouldn't be till like they died that like movies and stuff would come out about them. Right. But, like, well, and also, even if they don't actually believe or engage, they are at least forced to to deal with the fact that there are people who disagree with them or don't see them as the legends they are in their own mind. Right. Which is um, definitely, which is must. also new, right? Like if you're living in your big house with Rosebud and saying Rosebud to yourself, um, you know, in isolation, then <laughs> you don't have to listen to a troll being like, not even a troll. Like I'm sure they think of everyone that disagrees right. with them as trolls, but I mean, it's the same thing as like politicians, right? They, these are people that in their daily lives are surrounded by no one who ever tells them the truth or tells them their well, ideas are with, bad. Same yeah. thing with celebrities. Cult leaders and cult yeah. leaders. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, never people never get rid of the people who will tell you when you're full of shit. Like those never. are the most important people to have in your life. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a what a kickoff to say. Um, burritos and tears for everyone. I know burritos breakdowns and, reclu- and recluse billionaires. <laughs> Burritos, breakdowns, and billionaires. Look at that. <laughs> There's that our episode title. There's that our is, episode that's title. Our, that's our episode title. Absolutely. Possibly also our brand. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Um... <laughs> we can throw a booze in there sometimes. It's all yes. good. <laughs> oh. I like need like all the drinks right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's uh, the latest developments with Nexium. <laughs> Yeah. The cult that sounds like a heartburn medication and a shampoo. Yeah. All right. So speaking of cult, so I think um, what we should do today, and I think that we should like, because I know we touched on it last episode, mm-hmm. but I think we should do this. And I think we should. And I thought about this literally as I'm saying it. So that's how much preparation went into what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what we should do is I think so we should. It's a finely oiled machine. This is so fine. You guys, factory. this is so goddamn we're professional. We're out. We're- yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're professionals. Um, I think what we should do is write, is start tracking like, and we talked about this, the whole, this thing, like, oh, if this happens, it's a sign, it's a cult. The if taxonomy. This happens, it's a si- like a taxonomy. Yes. Uh, that's a very good and professional word, you you <laughs> author. I'm so glad we're writers, by the way. I'm like, we should do this thing that I clearly do not have the word for that well, very much exists. If and- it makes you feel better, I literally went to say, I went to earlier today, <laughs> I spelled the word right, R-I-G-H-T is right, M-U-R-I-T-E. Nice. B- because that is literally... I said, I, I wrote a tweet yesterday and I put attic basement by mistake because I was like starting one train of I, thought and I switched and, I, and then too many people liked it I'm with after you. I tweeted like, it. You know so I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't I, delete it. I get it. Attic basement is a total thing. It is the, it is the, it is yeah. the murder equivalent like, right. of a room. You either have an attic or a basement. Yeah. That makes I, was like, I said sense. something about like someone like cleaning the attic in their basement and then, and then I was like, fuck. And then because people started liking it way too soon. And I was like, I can't delete this now because I have this thing in my head that if more than five people like it and like whatever, then I'm like, oh, like not five people, but it's like enough people were liking it. So I'm like, fuck it. And then some smart ass was like, attic in your basement. And I'm like, yeah, dick. I know I made a mistake. Okay. (laughs) Like, 
thanks thanks like you're not adding to the conversation you're just trying to look cool at my expense and you're not even being funny enough for me to like give you, you know props. what you know what i hate is that fucking grammar bot you know what oh my god yes i've gotten the grammar bot i'm like, like fuck off grammar yeah bot. go like, go tweet at the president you are literally the worst ai that's gonna become so sentient bad. and just be like a school marm in everybody's business yeah it's the worst so okay so <laughs> here's our here's our our check marks okay okay that I think that we should have. So if it's a cult, one thing that they're definitely going to do is they're going to have uh, some type of multi-level scheme that requires um, money, like yeah. a way to make money off Or their- to advance, yeah, right, or to right? advance within the organization, yeah. Right, so a multi-level-ness. So like a hierarchy, <laughs> Uh, that's kind. tied to money will come up with a much much fancier name they recruit i think celebrity recruitment is definitely something definitely that all cults a, that most most for sure not yeah. always i mean okay. there's a, but yeah it's celebrity recruitment is definitely a thing it's something there to are look at. right that don't yeah uh obviously the cutting off from family and friends yes information control is a huge part Yes. Right? So info control. I'm sure somewhere in the world there exists like an actual taxonomy for this, but oh, this is our is. version. Um, rules that everyone is supposed to follow except the leader. Yes. <laughs> A hypocritical leader. <laughs> yeah. Hypocritical leader. And also a self-described genius. Oh, yeah. Slash failed actor slash model slash author slash musician so okay this isn't necessarily all of them but again like this is a checklist like maybe we do like if you have hit like three or four of these right like you're definitely it but like the borrowing from other religion is a jumping off point or um, or philosophies i think we should call it more the gentrification of eastern ideologies gentrified and bastardized or even in like you know even even in like sort of christian offshoots or mormonism offshoots or some of the things that we'll talk about um you know they still are like kind of putting their own like adding their own mythology on top of um and i think that right there too is i think um if they start creating their own I got a message from God, or I can well, tell not you even the, the secrets say, of the they universe. They start creating their own origin story that right. looks a little too much like a Marvel DC, yeah, sh- yeah, shared universe. Okay, so origin comic book esque, like your Heaven's Gate esque origin story. So yeah, I like this. Yeah, I think it's a good jumping off point. Yeah. All right. Cool, because that's going to bring us to today's cult. Excellent question mark because they're not officially deemed a cult but some do think they're a cult all right lay it on us so i've actually wanted to talk about them because years ago um when i was a personal trainer in another life i knew um a couple people that were models and they lived in the the city like i lived in the city it's where i worked in the city and they were also very religious and they always were going to church. 
And that's how I found out about this church called Hillsong. So they belong to Hillsong. And it was like a thing. Like they hung out a lot with other people from their church. And they're like, no, but it's like cool. It's all like young people and da da da. And as the more I heard about it from them, it seemed to me like all the people that were involved in their like Bible group or whatever they were doing, they all were models, actresses, actors, like musicians, and they all were very good looking and young. Um, so to me, it was like, this is kind of weird, you know, it, it just something about it was odd to me. So then it turns out shortly after this, you start hearing more about Hillsong in the press because, or at least I became more aware of it because they landed a very, very, very famous person who started publicly not only attending their church, but started hanging out with one of their pastors. So that person is Justin Bieber. Oh my god! Yeah, I was. I mean, I had never. I it, this rang a vague bell when you mentioned it, yeah. but I really don't know anything about them. Now. Okay, so we're gonna talk about I'm this cracking because up. it's not often. It's not very often that. And here, I think maybe this should also be on the checklist. If TMZ covers your like your beat in any way, oh sure, you might be a cult. That's okay? a good one. That's because a good one. <laughs> apparently, like we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So let's talk about the history of Hillsong for those of you out there that maybe you've never heard of Hillsong or for you believers that are like, <laughs> what did you do to our Justin? So Hillsong's a mega church. Um, and they basically started in Australia. Interesting. Uh, they, yeah. So they started in 1983 and they were initially called the Hills Christian Life Center. And they were started by this man, Brian Houston. And his wife, Bobby. And through the 80s and 90s, there was a small group. They started inside a warehouse. And oh, that might went, be another, that might be well, another yeah, red flag. Exactly. <laughs> if you're starting in a warehouse. Um, but they started, they grew from 45 members, supposedly, to nearly 20,000 within a decade. Holy and, moly. But they also became a big part of Hillsong is there they use music and they became very influential in like the christian contemporary or you know contemporary worship music genre which was done intentionally by the way they purposely started using music because they were strategically trying to market market and target younger generations so that they could of course obviously continue you know successful their success in music, but think about it. Any any organization, just like a country, just like a city, if there's no young uh, demographic, if you don't have young people that are part of your institution or your group or your city or your country or your cult, there's no future. So you right. always want to try to recruit young people, right? Okay. So is this um, where is this where like kind of the modern sort of hipster Christian movement spun off? This from? Is, it's Hillsong, yeah. It's Hillsong. Wow. Yeah. So okay, mind okay. blown. Mind is so blown. So then they started growing internationally, and um, from there, you know, they have churches literally all over the world. So Hillsong 
has not just now they are not just Hillsong Church. They have uh, ministries. They have Hillsong Music, Hillsong Kids, Hillsong Sisterhood, Hillsong Men. They have a conference because, of course, they have a college. They have their own television channel. They have a performing arts academy and they have their own health center. All their facilities are worth about $100 million. Wow. Okay. So their belief, they're in in a Pentecostal megachurch. Okay. So they believe they're very evangelical and Pentecostal. They believe that the Bible is the truth and the authoritative in all matters. They believe that Jesus Christ is God incarnate um, and the only son of the father and they believe all the basic general Christian stuff that most people know about. Um, and they believe that to live as a fruitful Christian, that you have to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and and all that stuff. Okay. So all sounds, the like basic. Sounds a lot like the church I grew up in. Right. Kind of the basic, typical run of the mill Pentecostal or evangelical. I mean, we quite that part, but even like Baptist, like that yeah, all stuff all very, sounds very right. Yeah. It is very Baptist. Um, there's similarities to that. I mean, any most Christian Christian ideology, dis- despite what offshoot you're going, because that's when you start to break into different right. forms of Christianity. They all basically believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He is God incarnate, and that you need to be baptized or a Christian or a Christian Christian. Yeah. They all believe that same thing. Um, So, yeah. So they, from there, um, Hillsong has put out, as a church, music plays a huge part in Hillsong. They're the one pastor that we're going to talk about later. That's their New York, for Hillsong New York. He's like their rock star, like literally and figuratively. Uh, He, you know, he's looks like a rock star he lives in williamsburg he looks like a hipster with his hipster oh wife God. and their hipster kids and their whole instagram perfect life and he was also like boys with bieber but this, we'll this, that. this type of preacher cracks me up by the way christopher's family we went to a homecoming and please don't send me emails i'm not making fun of anyone i'm just saying there was a young preacher there who was visiting and basically like at the end for like the call like of whether people would come up and be saved or whatever yeah like you see his wife and and get up with their kid and leave the room because he then launches into this oratory about how wild he used to be and all the women that he used to sleep with and how you know it's basically like a humble brag kind of call to you know you too could now be like me cleansed of all my sins but totally know that i could be out there getting whatever women i want if i needed if i if i felt like it if it wasn't for jesus yeah yeah well <laughs> christopher and i are looking at each other like did this just happen <laughs> yeah so hillsong um they've put out 40 albums and their albums target different dem- different demographics. So they have some that are made for kids. They have some that are, you know, more rock and for, uh, you know, like they have the quieter stuff or they have stuff that's more rockish. Um, and their apparently their uh, congregational music has been the dominant source of uh, the church's influence in something called the charismatic Christianity movement. So I, I don't know about the charismatic Christianity movement. I'm going to say that it's probably like the white people version of like gospel. 
Mm, maybe. <laughs> right? I don't like, know. I, I, I kind of feel like that's what it is. Like, um, but you know, whatever. So yeah, so they they do that, and um, they had a documentary came out about them in, a couple of years ago. Um, you know, which went on their their television network, which I, I just think is so interesting when you see religions become multimedia. Yeah, Co- well, you know, companies. It's very it, interesting. It almost always just seems to be a platform for getting money. I mean, remember the Absolutely. John Oliver yeah. shows, like the creating a religion and the when they were sending stuff to mail in to like all those preachers yeah. and yep. had them on the hundred percent. It seems just like that. <laughs> so here's where stuff starts getting interesting. Hillsong has, um, they have a lot of political influence, especially in Australia, which is interesting. It is interesting. Right. Because we and sort of think of evangelicals as being a very United States phenomenon, or at least I do. Yeah, which is not the case. Hillsong is very influential in Australia. They have, um, and they get a lot of backing and support from the Liberal Party of Australia, apparently. Brian Houston, Houston, however you want to say his name. I, I, I'm going to assume it's Houston because the only time in the world anyone says Houston is in New York for Houston for the street. Um, so Brian Houston apparently has met with the prime minister and most of his cabinet. Um, he, you know, the prime minister opened up one of their convention centers, you know, back in the early 2000s. Um, they, he, they've had other politicians speak at their annual conferences, the whole nine. Um, Sounds familiar. <laughs> so, right. So they're they are very openly involved with politics. Like this is not, yeah. they don't shy away from it. It's very open. And they've actually been questioned a lot by different political advocacy groups and the media because the whole church and state thing, you know, we're kind of the old, like, like for most, I would say Westernized countries, uh, it's not really that normal for churches to get super involved in politics outside of like Italy, a hundred percent. The Vatican is like, I mean, the Vatican's literally its own city. Right. And its own government. So but uh, it's something that's not supposed to be happening. Well, I mean, so, like, like it's, historically, it hasn't worked out very well. <laughs> it has not. It has not worked out well. There's a reason why church and state should be separate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and they've donated very openly to certain... Uh, they've donated to certain uh, candidates and, and claim that that's not the case. So they're, they've also been criticized because there's been some shady shit that's happened. I'm shocked. Some of their, a lot of their criticism has come because of their finances and, and they're used to it. And what their, their finances is tied to. There's some con- controversial organizations and some possible criminal stuff. Ooh. Um, and also because apparently they were involved in some vote rigging. What? This is my, wait, this is my favorite. Of the Australian idol so basically oh american idol God. in australia are you they, kidding <laughs> yeah they apparently participated in vote stacking allegedly it's because there were members of their church that were in america an australian sure. idol yeah 
Yeah, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe nobody's done this so in America. Every, so it's like, that's so interesting to me because it's like they want, they're looking for fame and they're looking to break into mainstream culture sure. via music and the entertainment industry that way. And to use a reality show to try to get yourself in a position of power, it's not such a unique American thing after all. No. Wow. Yeah. I mean, do you think that we could get them to vote for my favorites on So You Think You Can Dance? I know. <laughs> or right? would they have to be from this church? <laughs> um, so another reason they've been criticized is because they um, they're involved with something called Mercy Ministries, which is an evangelical charity with a right to life view and a conservative mm-hmm. perspective on homosexuality. Um, another thing is that their stance on homosexuality and same-sex marriage is not great. I'm shocked. Uh, Initially, they claim to be more understanding of gay people. Not that they condone it, more understanding. And then later, once they got criticized by some Christians, they then said nowhere did they, they don't diminish the biblical truth or suggest that Hillsong supports gay marriage. Mm. So they don't support gay marriage, which I think is even more interesting when you find out that there's celebrities now that do go to Hillsong. Yeah. And it's also very interesting that it's like, you know, they have this big movement where they literally they sell out like MSG, you know, like when they have one of their events, it's like a it's like a fucking rock concert. And it's interesting when you hear that it's like they're very not progressive. Well, also, like just the fact that you're trying to bring in a younger sort of worship base, like and and, you know, like. It just it just goes to show, right, that it's all kind of putting a new coat of paint on some stuff that most young people, I think, would reject, like, you know, any kind of demonization of homosexuality. Right. I mean. So here's my thing. So now here's why is Hillsong a cult? So as I said, if you get covered by TMZ and Hillsong goes a step ahead, they're not just being covered by TMZ, which they absolutely are. So Pastor Carl is the uh, is the pastor for their New York City church. And he was tight with Bieber. Mm-hmm. Selena Gomez also went to this church with Bieber when they one of the 43,000 times they got back together. <laughs> I'm really sorry that I am an adult woman and I know this. Um, so they've gone there. There's some other celebrities, too, that do frequent this church. Um, so apparently... Post Malone, who is a rapper, claimed in a interview with Rolling Stone, he's friends with Bieber, and he said that he became super religious and very culty that Bieber had donated $10 million to Hillsong. But then it was like around that time, it's like, you know, and Bieber has become super religious, like 180. I guess he was always, he was always Christian, but the last, you know, year or so, he's really like gone all in. Mm. Um, I think partially because, you know, as we all know, Bieber had a nice spell where he was a dick with a capital D. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it, you know, it's very easy for this to be like, oh, you know, PR, look good, whatever. But no, he's apparently gone all in. And we've talked about how with celebrities, it's they're impressionable, I think, you know, maybe more so than the average person. And I think it's easy to feel... uh to get pulled into something like a, a religion or a cult. Um, 
but yeah, so apparently he made these claims and now Pastor Carl uh, from Hillsong, New York City had said that that's that's absolutely not true and that never happened and da 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 and Bieber also said that he never he never you know he never donated that money whatever but again it's interesting because there's all the makings here of a cult so they as far as the multi-level marketing thing I don't know and I don't see where they make people pay for things like courses or whatnot however they do i think their approach is kind of like they're using music the way or they're using you know releasing albums or whatnot i feel like that's their weird approach into things so i don't know how we would really classify that were you a mindy project fan I've never watched the Mindy. Project. Oh my god, it's so good. Well, so there is a Pastor Carl esque character that Mindy has a romantic relationship with. That's like a cool hipster Christian musical dude bro kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a recurring that's a character. Thousand percent this and guy. It, it absolutely, yeah, has to be inspired by this guy. So that's like yeah. a whole. Yeah, I mean, thing. it probably is. So there's also there's been. Um, the founder, Brian Houston, his father apparently sexually abused a seven-year-old boy. Oh, God. Yeah. And um, the father offered him $10,000 as compensation what? to the victim and eventually confessed to it. Um, and then that he's also abused other kids in New Zealand. So the father ended up, and he had a position with the church, so he ended up uh, resigning from the church right before it became Hillsong Church. So I think at the time, this is when they still went by their previous name. Um, I don't know. Allegedly, he was never a pl- employee of the church or whatever, but um, apparently the founder of the church was investigated for concealing his father's sexual assault. Yikes. Yeah. And sexual abuse crimes. Um, well, there you go. I mean, that should definitely be something that we put on our yeah, checklist, like absolutely. sexually inappropriate conduct to yourself or like covering it up for other people. So now here's the other thing now. So there was a former member of the church who um, she, her name's Tanya Levin, and she wrote a book and she wrote a book specifically about her time in Hillsong. Mm. And she claims that the church is a very authoritarian, it's governed very authoritarian-like, and that they are not financially accountable, and they resist free thought, and they believe in strict fundamentalist teachings, and they have a lack of compassion. And that just checked, like, half our fucking list right there. Yeah. Um, And she calls Hillsong toxic Christianity. You know, almost where it's like there's a shaming if you're not being the type of Christian that you're supposed to be. That, uh, you know, you get shamed by your fellow Hillsongers. Worshippers. they call themselves. Yeah, right. membership. Um, it's interesting. Like, I would almost guarantee, like, knowing nothing about these people, but knowing a little bit about these sorts of religious branches. Um, like, the Baptist church that I grew up in as a kid like very much men were only allowed in leadership roles. Um, mm-hmm. And women were... 
I don't know that it was ever outright stated that they weren't equals, but like women weren't allowed to attend the church business meeting. I remember being very incensed by this as a young kid and protesting it. And our pastor just did not care. Um, but like, I, I mean, it was a very much like men need to know the business that's going on and women have other pursuits in the church kind of thing. Um, you know, like basically get back in the kitchen <laughs> Um, or, you know, like maybe if you're a recording artist, it's different, Yeah, but I'm curious. Well, no, they're pretty, there is, listen, and this has always been one of my issues with most organized religions is that they do tend to be very misogynistic and they yeah. do tend to be very patriarchal. And yep. I have a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, clearly I have a problem with yeah. that. And that's a huge reason why I especially like as I got older, I became more and more resistant to religion. I grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. I went to Catholic school when I was really young and then eventually switched, you know, to public school when I was in second grade. And I would say like, you know, the level, I would say like my religion mostly came from my grandparents, which most Mm -hmm. people's religion, it comes from someone in your family. It's usually, you know, it passed down. Right. You know? Um, And, as I got older, I just started finding a lot of hypocrisies with what Catholicism supposedly was about. And this was like when I was still I was like in junior high school. And I was like, this is kind of like fucked up. Like the whole like birth control thing. I was probably like the first thing that I became aware of that I was like, that's kind of messed up. Like the whole staying a virgin and then like the birth control thing. And that I was having problems with that. And then, but I didn't really completely fully understand why I had a problem with it Mm -hmm. until I got older and Mm -hmm. I realized more reasons why I found it problematic, but I just knew that I thought it was fucked up. And then (laughs) from there, I think the next big thing for me was like the treatment of anyone that's gay. And that was a huge issue for me. So it's like, as I got older and I was like, listen, these beliefs do not align with what I believe as a person. I mean, I remember having a conversation with my second grade teacher who I adored. She was also my third grade teacher. Um, that was basically like, look, I just don't understand if, you know, like basically how dinosaurs and science yeah. squares with the that was Genesis. another big one too. Yeah. <laughs> and like, she was like, that "I think make sense. this is a question for your parents." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my mom right. was a chemistry teacher, you know, and my my dad was a math teacher, so you know, we were always very like scientific, even though we were Christians. And I do think there are people who are there are Absolutely. people who are progressive. But all right, so I looked up charismatic Christianity just because I was curious because yeah. I think that's a cool word. It's amazing. So, yeah. um, it is. Something sometimes called renewalist. It is a mm-hmm. spirituality characterized by a worldview where miracles, signs, and wonders, and other supernatural occurrences are expected to be present in the lives of believers. Oh, amazing. And it includes the presence of spiritual gifts, such as prophecy and healing. So it's basically like so superpowers. magic Christianity, right? Yeah. Which so I superpowers. mean, when I was a kid, that was my favorite part. It's like, give me, I could turn yeah. immediately to the supernatural parts of the Bible. Like you My know. favorite part about church <laughs> when I was a kid is that I had, so when I lived with my grandparents when I was younger, because my parents were divorced and we, my grandparents lived, so I, li- I lived in this small town in North Jersey that's like literally the size of like a bottle cap. 
and it was very 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 italian mm-hmm. when i was growing up very it was mostly italian and at the time yugoslavian mm-hmm. obviously yugoslavia doesn't exist anymore so now they're croatians most mm-hmm. of them but um so it was mostly italian and my grandparents lived in a two-family house right across the street from the church the church that my parents got married in like uh, it was you know like it was mm-hmm. very like that's how like it's just part of your out community right but yeah. it's very ginzoed out. Like <laughs> every Sunday we walk down the street to go get fresh bread. Like right. the, it was very right. ginzo. Okay. <laughs> so, but, and the, and that church had a Catholic school and that's the Catholic school I went to when I was little. So every Sunday I went to mass with my grandfather and I went to, I think it was like the 10 o'clock mass. And my grandfather actually went to mass twice a day. So wow. he went once earlier in the day on Sunday. That's hardcore. And then he went back the second time to bring me. Because it was the kids' mass. Oh. But the kids' mass was like, they played music. And the priest, his name is Father Peter. To this day, I, I mean, I, I have to say he's an amazing person. He's just a genuinely good person. Mm-hmm. And um, he would run the kids' mass. And he would have candy. So he would bring candy up. And he'd have all the kids come up to like the altars, like this big altar, and you get to eat candy, and he'd tell you a story. <laughs> and I was like, that's the best part of church. There like, is, I didn't know. There, I was like, dude, you got candy. Absolutely. There but is- he also had <laughs> an amazing disposition. Like, uh, he was such a great person. Even when I was an adult, and I wasn't religious anymore, I had some shit happen in my life in my 20s, and I didn't know who to go talk to, and I actually ended up calling the rectory and going, driving down there yeah. and going to talk to him. Sure. And he remembered me from when I was little. Aww. He remembered my grandparents. You know, so it was like just nice. But like I talked to him and he had gave me advice that was in no way religious whatsoever. Yeah. So I think that was for me, I had a very positive experience with that specific. Sure. Right. But overall, I'm like, this is all bullshit. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I totally get that. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. But now jumping to back to Hillsong and to Christianity and to the magic mm-hmm. of the charismatic charismatic <laughs> Christianity. Um, so superpowers. So they have superpowers. So check. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> the secret so that's in on the list. Effect, right. Yeah, that so was that's a very, on the list. You know, that's a very that's something I bet I would bet there's overlap because, the you know, the secret was very popular among Christians, like of yes. manifesting what yeah. you want. God will give you shit like yeah. as a gift. Um, what is it called? Um, there's a word for that too. It's like um, prosperity gospel or something. Oh, I don't know. No. I don't know. There's a term but for I everything. I also <laughs> think it's interesting too. And here's something also that like, so the Jenners apparently have attended Hillsong Church. So like this is again, like there's this, yeah. it's it's like the cool trendy thing to do. Yeah. And they successfully managed to market themselves in a way where they are reaching these younger people in Hollywood that maybe are Christian or Catholic or whatever, well, they're Christian because you have all these young, hot, you know, people attending and you have a young pastor with his Instagram life, you know, it's uh, attractive. And then it's like, there's the recruitment right there, right? Ooh, so according to the Cult Education Institute, um, Always good for some There is a lot of stuff about Hillsong. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. How to cure anorexia and exorcisms, according to Hillsong. Wow. Um, yeah. So apparently, I mean, there's a lot about the sexual abuse 
uh, scandal. Mm. Um, Hillsong pastor defends ministry against cult claims. So this is from 2009. Wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. So they've apparently, Australia has been kind of on their shit for a while, mm. claiming that uh, that they are a cult-like organization. So they're all about, their big thing is recruitment and fundraising, um, which is in the book that girl wrote, and that they psychologically abuse people when questioned about the church church's practices. So... The fact oh, that these yeah. are getting, yeah. And I did look and I clicked on a link for her book and there's people in the comments saying that she's just trying to make of a name course. for herself and make money. Um, also, supposedly, a number of women have come forward about uh, their mistreatment when they are part of the ministries. Um, <clears throat> that she basically, because of the very extreme situations that she was in when she was involved in those uh ministries i mean it's harsh you don't get to be involved in the non-christian world you have no access to tv newspapers and you only got 15 minute phone calls home a week like one 15 minute phone call home and that she started to harm herself while she was part of mercy ministries which is the organization that they are involved with uh and that she was kicked out in 2005 and ended up having to get professional care for depression bulimia and drug addiction Mm. They did not prepare her to be to cope as an adult and to like actually deal with the world. Another girl who was part of their ministries um, in 2004 ended up trying to kill herself. Uh, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and ends up trying to kill herself. And partially it was from what she dealt with during her time eight months with what she called sheer hell she was not allowed to use her prescription medication oh god to help yeah to oh help well her. so i wonder if because you know that is something that some of the more strict evangelicals yeah, will do some right. do but some don't and that's a real red flag obviously right yeah and i think that's also should be on our list um you know the denial of western but they, medication but if, yeah if they believe in faith healing and um yeah and miracles um, so yeah so they they are on they're they're i would say that they're on people they're showing up as a blip on radars mm-hmm. for people that are cult watchers and organizations that are cult watchers so a lot of people you know and if you do a, like a quick search you'll see that they are being compared to other it's not just us cults <laughs> yeah so it's not just us so and if you look and you find pictures of when Bieber was hanging out with their pastor. This dude is like shredded wheat. He's like ripped up. He's walking around in tank tops or walking around like, you know, with their shirts off and like going to, to the gym together. Um, they have a Twitter account. Of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but so, and again, like, not, their, their I, emphasis is music. That's really kind of like their, the way they start to reach and send their music does not sound like they you have, know, they have Christian eight, music. They have 824,000 followers. Yeah. They're huge. They're, I mean, they're, I told you they're international. Um, they apparently were offering con- gay conversion therapy at one point. Ugh. And that uh, they do have a zero tolerance policy for homosexuality. What is this? Oh my gosh. Here's a crazy what? thing from Wikipedia. <laughs> Michael Googly Moochie cancer scandal. 
in 20 in 2008 Michael Guglielmucci, a then pastor of Influers Church, who composed Healer from the album This Is Our God, a song about his experience of cancer, admitted he had lied about even having cancer. Hillsong leadership said they were not aware of the situation and that he was getting help and had been suspended. He was a pastor, apparently. Um, and they said that they would donate the money from the song to charity. Ooh. Oh, and apparently there have been some... They have kicked out people for making offensive comments about women, so that's a positive, I guess. No, they didn't kick him out. Oh, so there's they didn't a guy that was out. supposed to be a speaker at one of their conferences, uh, and because he made these offensive comments, he didn't appear, but they aired a pre-taped interview with him instead. So they're still endorsing him. They're just trying to make themselves not look as bad. It's just cover. Yeah. It's just distance. It's like um, it's like uh, it's like St. Fanic Salt Lake basically saying, like, this guy can't come this year, but we're not going to ban him outright, who has yeah. harassed people. We'll be and talking. Like, we'll be talking more about that. By the way, I'm planning to that that guy, the guy that was the, at the center of all that, has his own like little group for men that they can join. That's a fraternal organization that has some definite cult like characteristics. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, so let's see. So as far as I can tell. The head of Hillsong has never proclaimed himself to be a genius <laughs> or have superhero like powers, but they do recruit celebrities. They use, I would say, in lieu of multi level marketing, they mm-hmm. use, uh, they basically try to tap into the entertainment industry, which I think would check off the, you know, pastor that's a wannabe musician slash actor. Um, they definitely, uh, regulate and they are very um clicky i will say that and i will say that from my experience of like the people that i knew that belong sure. to they always hung out with other people from their church and i Which get is, it I, I, get, I get it too but like you do need to be exposed to other to types other of people, people and beliefs right. and yeah like yeah. especially if you're a, if you legitimately believe like sort of the in christian ideals i mean part of your job you know as a as a as a christian is is to model you know to like be sort of an emissary for your religion in the community like show that you're living you know life like not just in your church but that often gets you know kind of thrown by the wayside obviously because it is dangerous to churches that want to be controlling for people to be exposed to outside ideas and criticisms uh, they don't have a ge- they don't have a gentrified or whitewashed version of Eastern ideology, but I will say that they do. Um, I think it's interesting when you have a pastor that's being called the hipster pastor by CNN, yeah. and like, let's look at his Instagram. Oh God! Actually, but they still believe in. They also though still support like teaching creationism and intelligent design in schools. Right. So yeah, like, no, 100%. no, yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he has almost. He has over six hundred thousand followers. Oh, on Instagram. of course he does. Oh, he wrote a book. So he's on tour, signing his book. Oh yeah, their Twitter account is the same way. It's like concert images, a live yeah. stream of their pastor. Yeah. You know, celebrities. Lots of celebrity pictures. Yeah. Lots of celebrity pictures. Oh my god! This is the most epic picture I've ever seen in August. 
second post. This was from the Hillsong Conference USA uh, in New York City. So you missed out. Um, There is a giant, like, I don't know if it's balloons or lights, but it's like an arena sold out show with a giant Jesus on there. Um, No, it's color. And then there's a big white Jesus letters in the middle of the stage. How am I not seeing this? Is this on Twitter? It's on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I'm not looking at the Twitter. I'm looking at their Instagram. You, oh, could, have, Instagram. you could have gotten your night's tickets. You missed out. No, you should good. have been following right. them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I can see how this is problematic, you know? And, like, listen, I'm throwing oh, a side God. eye. Do you know where their conference was in New York? Sorry, this is just too perfect, given the way right. that we've kind of characterized them. It was in Brooklyn. Of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> I'm throwing a huge side eye and do not join any religious movement or organization that tries to rig an American Idol offshoot. <laughs> I do. I, I am curious. Apparently, their volunteers are exploited. Were they successful at rigging Ooh, it? A Spanish TV channel presented them as a hipster cult. That's amazing. Let's yeah. read about that. Um. So, yeah, a channel in Spain. And it's not the first time that apparently someone's alluded to this. Um, although evangelical Christians in Spain are used to imprecise and stereotyped reports in secular media, La Sexta News program, which targets a young audience, went one step beyond. So in a report introduced under the title The Hipster Cult, the news presenter accused Hillsong of Spain of recruiting thousands with the aim of earning money. The journalistic piece assumed as true the accusations of two quote-unquote experts which were quoted in the piece. Nevertheless, both showed a lack of understanding of what Hillsong is by. So this is written on evangelical focus. So mm. of course they're going to say that's not true. Blah, 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 blah. Um, apparently they, this uh, TV show compared them to they who shall not be named are Voldemort <laughs> and said that they work exactly the same way by uh but he allegedly provided no evidence Mm. but yeah i mean the daily beast wrote up about them uh a couple years ago when justin bieber started hanging out with them very openly and even perez hilton has called them a total cult um but the daily beast has written about um about the sex abuse and gay conversion therapy that hillsong has participated in well, you know, it's funny uh, because we have a game that we play sometimes <laughs> in small towns here. We call it gay or music minister. <laughs> like, because what? it's a... <laughs> no, seriously, like small town people will get the joke because it is like gay or music minister because a lot of closeted sorts of men in small town America become music ministers. <laughs> so we, are, you, are you trying to say that the pastor's gay? No, I'm just saying like, I'm just saying like, I'm just saying like, there's a get, you know, the games that people play where you're like trying to decide like, um, you know, like, oh, I can't remember what we base this on now because my brain is gone. But um, totally like when you meet like the very enthusiastic person at your evangelical church that disavows, you know, gay people like often it's like, oh, well, so you're a music minister, but really, yes, a lot of them are gay and just like closeted um, and or, you know, don't know because they grow up in places where it's not acceptable to be out or, 
to um, or have been through conversion therapy in some cases. And you know that shit is nonsense. I just the thing that intrigues me about Hillsong and the reason why I want to talk about it is that, you know, so again, like Justin Bieber's all in the news because he's getting married to a Baldwin. I'm so glad that I had no idea he'd been in the news. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I do know this because I... Well, you're an entertainment journalist and you right. you know these things so that the rest of us don't have to. I mean, I don't, kn- I don't know that I want to know this, but I unfortunately do because it comes up when I'm looking for other stuff. Um, but also, so like I said, they were written about in TMZ because apparently Bieber and Pastor Carl are like not friends anymore. Mm. And TMZ, when they saw Pastor Carl out... And that's the thing. It's like, dude, if you're like a pastor for a church and TMZ is like following you and like is asking you questions, like, come on, like fix your life. That doesn't seem very Christian to me for some reason. Um, but TMZ asked him about, you know, Bieber's engagement and he apparently didn't know that they that he had gotten engaged. So that was like now the big thing is like, oh, Bieber had a riff with, you know, Pastor Carl. Mm. And, I, and I can't believe that this is really a thing that is being talked about. But to me, I kind of feel like if that's being written about or talked about in TMZ, which sure, listen, I hate TMZ as it is, but it's like if you're being covered in the tabloids, like, I don't know, man, you might be a cult. Who is Justin <laughs> Bieber? Who is he marrying? Uh, <laughs> Stephen Baldwin's daughter. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting indeed, because Stephen Baldwin, as we all, aka the lesser of the Baldwins, uh, is he the one who went to, who started making Christian he's like videos? Super and conservative. Stuff? Well, he's super conservative and super right wing Christian, which is so interesting because, like, yeah, his it's so funny to think that he is. I feel like he almost does it to like rebel against his brothers. You know, because it's like Alec Baldwin's a liberal, you know, like Billy Baldwin, like they're all I think like they've always been very famously democratic, that family. Like I seem to remember mm-hmm. that always being the case. I mean, we all know Alec Baldwin is and we all know he has rage issues and whatever. Right. Um, but unfortunately, he does identify as a liberal and a Democrat and he is probably one of those problematic ones. Yeah, like, we think we could sure. say that for sure. Yeah. But I almost feel like Stephen Baldwin, because he's always been the one that like kind of looks like he's related to them like i don't know like (laughs) a little but it's like but you didn't win out in all the baldwin ways and um it almost feels like he's become a super right-wing like person uh, and conservative christian person like to protest like against his family it's just very funny and that's just my now he's gonna be a believer in law yeah he's gonna be a believer in law um so there's that um so yeah i i can see this you know like i can see the whole hillsong thing i mean the whole they believe that like you should be a virgin until you get married and if you're an a you know if you had sex before you joined the church they want you not to be having sex until you get married so you like become like a born-again virgin this is certainly fascinating because you know as i said i didn't know really anything about these people but I mean, it just connects to like so many things I've seen and people I've known. Like it makes it makes so much sense that this sort of that this is where that sort of started the hipster Christianity. Yeah. Rebranding. Yeah. Um, It's a thing. It is a thing. It is a thing. Um, And, you know, actually, one thing, if people wanted to send us delightful stuff because we've talked about religion and music 
um, my favorite thing ever is kids embarrassing themselves at um, in, in a funny way, not in a terrible way, at uh, like religious pageants and um, musical <laughs> evenings. That's a thing. It's a thing. So if you have epic YouTube, um, you know, thing, you can tweet us links, and I would be delighted well, you could by them. Gwenda those links. I'd be delighted I, by them. Yeah. I love I mean, it. You could tweet them to cult faves too, but like kids flubbing you know, lines and <laughs> kids flubbing lines and um in like Christmas pageants is my favorite or running off stage. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, so, that's such a bizarre it's hilarious. And specific niche. It's hilarious. I'm okay. telling you, you'll see. <laughs> I mean I won't. But I trust you. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's Hillsong, and I'm just interested in knowing anyone that, like, has attended Hillsong. I want to know more about them. Like, that's the thing. I'm not, I didn't want to bring it up because I'm not, like, saying that I am the expert of all things Hillsong. I'm not. I happen to think Hillsong has a culty, I can see it moving in that direction, and I think that it is kind of a cult for the reasons that I stated. So I would... I'd be interested in hearing somebody's own experiences or thoughts with Hillsong. And if they are a current member of Hillsong and they were like, they want to correct the record, they can, if they were are a former member of Hillsong and they feel like, yeah, you know, this is fucked up. Um, you know, get at us because I want to, I want to hear what they think and I want to hear their experiences. Yeah. Cause the whole gay, the whole anti-gay thing and the whole yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I don't get subscribe if you're if you want a progressive form of a religion because I yeah. I totally get like people want to continue in the faith they grew up in like find the actual progressive version of it because it exists. But I also think it's like really interesting when you see celebrities attending oh, sure. a church that's very publicly made known their stance on on gay marriage and homosexuality, right? Um. So I wonder if fans, as a fan, you know, if you're a fan of a celebrity and you see that they belong to an organization that ideolo- their ideology does not align with what you believe as a person, how does that form your opinion of them as a fan? Because I know for myself, like, you know, everybody always talks about the best Chris's and I always liked Chris Pratt when he was on Parks and Rec. And then once he became like a bigger name and then you started like hearing interviews with him and stuff and I started finding out that he's like very Christian and that he's like, I think he like, and he hunts. And the more I started hearing this stuff, I was like, oh, you're by far the worst, Chris. <laughs> so I don't know um, anything about him, but I do think anyone who would let Anna Ferris like slip through their fingers, because that's who, they were married, right? Or do I have him mixed up with someone else? No, he was married to Anna to, well, it's Anna, Anna now. Oh, sorry. It stopped being Anna like okay. some years ago. Now it's Anna. I like her. Um, <laughs> I like yeah. her. But I mean, that's to me, I kind of don't like either of them anymore because I heard that they were also awful pet owners. Oh, really? I see. I yeah. don't follow. Go- I don't follow like gossipy news like this. Just yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I if, do. It, if I I'm if it penetrates my bubble, it is so gone far. But here's why I do because a lot of the times, like people shit on gossip, but sometimes, like that's where big stories. I are have uncovered. no problem with so, it. I just, you know, I just don't. I don't know where I would get high quality gossip coverage, and so I just go to don't. Lainey gossip. 
That's all right. I mean, I've got, I feel like my life is full. My news is full. (laughs) My news life is full. And when it penetrates the Washington Post, I read it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that's, um, that's Hillsong. So let us know again if you have experiences or thoughts with Hillsong. Yeah, or you, uh, or yeah. I personally think they're a cult. I think they're a cult. I'm going to go out and say it. Certainly a slippery slope for sure. Yeah. So that's it for this week for Cult Faves. Um, You can reach us on the internet at cultfavespodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at cultfaves. Or obviously, you can always find us on the Unpops Podcast Network. And also be sure to check out and support our Patreon, which, oh my God, we have to do stuff with our Patreon. I know. You have to put show notes up. We have. We got to do that and just like tell people we have it. Yeah. So um, until then, we will talk to you guys next week. 